to enjoy this week's show, which features clinical hypnotherapists Julie Turner, who spoke about mm, reprogramming negative thought patterns in order to live life to the fullest, and clinical hypnotherapist Adam S. Adams, who I discussed transformation. And um, that in itself was very, very interesting as well. So join me now for clinical hypnotherapists, Julie Turner and Adam S. Adams. Um, I encountered a lady, um, uh, it was at a market in the lower mainland of Vancouver, and she was kind of shuffling around or along with, um, um, and, and not being able to walk very well. And she was almost like cursing herself and cursing her life under her breath. And, and really, uh, I would have loved to have seen her just be grateful for the fact that she's alive, for the fact that she had a device to help wheel her about. Um, so many things might have shifted her consciousness um, to something slightly higher. And, and so all of us are, are sort of guilty of that, that, well, we tend to look at things on the surface and then perhaps afterwards explore on an unconscious level or explore really what the blessings, for lack of a better term, were in those situations or what various people said. And you help unlock people's minds. You help kind of shift thoughts, don't you? Absolutely. And also be aware of where those thoughts came from. I love that story that you just shared with us. Um, something like that is possibly you could look at managing expectations. You know, people get confused between standards for how they're going to live their life and expectations of what they should have in their life. And we kind of need to have standards of, you know, where we're willing to, to be in our life. But expectations, you know, she's, she's looking at other people's lives and thinking, why am I not there? Instead of looking at, like you said, the blessings in her own life. And I think that that's, that's a, a big, uh, an important Absolutely. piece of the puzzle as well when you're dealing with people. Um, we, we have to stop judging ourselves on somebody else's life because we only see such a small piece of their life as well. But as for shifting uh, the way people think, thank you so much for opening that Pandora's box. Um, there's, one of the things that I really love to do, and I don't know um, if you practice this in your hypnotherapy practice as well, but we, get, we develop these thought processes, these fears, uh, these expectations on things that we learned as a child. But the really interesting yep. thing is, is that it was a child's perception when we learned it and now move fast forward sometimes 40 years and you're still perceiving that same item as a child would perceive it. So being able to take people back in something called age regression, I'm sure you've talked about it on the show before, and show yeah. people as an adult the same situation that they experienced as a child. It can be very enlightening as, and, and you don't even have to work at changing their perception of it because they can see the difference in the perception of it. Absolutely, I love the fact. Absolutely, I love the fact that you raised this point, and um, I, I used to sort of tackle that on mass in my Sunday morning, you know, if you want to call it ministry or new thought gatherings, if you will. That really, our thoughts as a as a child, be they positive or negative, 
their moot points anymore. Um, their moot points, if you will. Um, we've hopefully grown since then. We've changed our thoughts and perceptions since then. And it sort of cancels out. That's how the mind treatments work as well of uh, Phineas Parker's Quimby, the, the father of new thought. And he showed, he helped guide his patients and clients to see really how their outdated thoughts, their thoughts from the past, are, are no longer relevant. How they, they no longer, um, if, if they're a moot point, if they're cancelled out, if they're no longer relevant, then the physical illness or, or other disturbances, if you will, in the person's life, be they low self-esteem or whatever, are no longer present because the root cause, and I'd like to touch briefly on root causes, which is uh, potentially what we're talking about here as well, because the, the original root cause is moot. It's, it's, it's no longer relevant. And without that root cause to affect us, it's kind of like, well, the rug is pulled out from under us. Now we have no excuses not to be happy. Now we have no more excuses not to, not to be prosperous and healthy, etc. I love right. that. I love the rug being pulled out from under us. I, I picture it as a game of Jenga, that you yeah. pull out that bottom, that sensitizing event, the initial sensitizing event, pull that out, and all the other reactions you've had throughout your whole life just dissipate because the first initial reaction you've realized did not mean what it what it what you thought it meant. You know, again, exactly. our, our child's mind is what develops these things, and it's really quite impactful. Exactly, and it's a very very exciting thing working with the mind. I, I didn't start off originally in my careers. Um, working with people's minds, but um, my office, if you will, was a market um, back in 94 when I moved to West Coast and I was working, I was dealing with, working with so many different kinds of people and I thought, okay, I need some modalities here to, to um, uh, kind of work with them on a deeper level and hypnotherapy came up, Reiki came up, um, which, which is a whole other thing and with uh, hypnotherapy you can just work one-on-one -on -one, not even necessarily because now I want to veer into I want to segue into dispelling superstitions and myths about hypnotherapy okay. one doesn't necessarily um, go into a deep trance like you see in those 1930s and 40s uh, uh, movies which which I love so much uh, there is a trance like state um, but really, when a person is quote unquote under, they, they're fully aware, they're mostly aware of what's going on around them. And what goes on often in their mind is, hey, I, I don't feel like I'm hypnotized. I don't feel like I'm in a trance. I, I can get up at any time. And they choose not to. So I want to um, reassure our listeners and viewers out there that... Um, you, you have free will under hypnosis. Um, as well, I learned through my studies at the University of Metaphysics and University of Sedona that there are religious connotations about hypnotherapy and, and 
potentially negative ones. And again, hypnotherapy um, or self-hypnosis, as I like to call it, or hetero-hypnosis, um, if you will, has nothing to do with theology. It has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with God. It's merely um, the, the um, facilitator or practitioner merely guides their client or patient or student into a semi-conscious state, an altered state, if you will, and uh, thereby allowing the the um, the uh, student, if you will, to access their own thoughts or their own experiences, just a little bit easier. It almost relaxes um, one, and and then there's the allowance to let other things come forth. Um, it is at that point in the alpha or light meditative state. I, I like to take them to a deeper state, uh, usually theta, not delta, they're asleep by delta, but theta state. I like to work with them on a deeper level. Um, there's the belief system that um, you can access past lives, um, and there's soul regression, which I do as well, life in between. And, and those can be therapeutic, but also more for entertainment. I like to get people to really feel good at the end and really look at their life um, and from, from the past tense uh, in a way that's re-empowering. And um, what are your thoughts about hypnotherapy and, and, and these fallacies, these uh, things that might scare people? Well, the biggest ones that scare people that I find are um, the stage hypnosis. And there's a big difference between stage hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy yes. is, is the use of hypnosis in a therapeutic setting. So it's very interesting. Most people that do stage hypnosis, uh, it only works on part of the population. But over the years, we've developed techniques. Actually, specifically in the 1970s, they developed extra different techniques that allowed us to put anyone in a state of hypnosis, providing they give us permission. I like to call hypnotherapy the state of I don't care. So exactly. your, ego, your ego checks out, it goes over to the side, and it just allows you to see everything that's in your mind. Our mind is an, an amazing place that truly has the answers. We all know what we need to do. We know what to do moving forward, but we get this paralysis by analysis because we're using everybody else's thought processes to make decisions. We're not using our intuition anymore. Exactly. And wh what, why do that? Why bother? Why be influenced by outside sources that are not necessarily relevant? I mean, we may respect our friends, we may respect our cohorts, our colleagues, uh, even our parents. But on a deeper level, we have free will, we have choices. and. Oftentimes, we don't even consciously realize that we have been influenced by what um, another person said that we love and or respect, um, or even a situation that we, we've kind of preconceived as being a certain way. So hypnotherapy is so much more. It's therapeutic. It's a way to access your unconscious mind. It's a way, and I'll go as far as to say, to heal to reprogram any negative thought patterns. And um, there are so many different ways if uh, people are wanting to reach you, uh, Julie. Uh, I know you've got a lovely website and you've got um, 
uh, an email, you're available on Facebook. Maybe you'd like to share with us those, um, those addresses or URLs. Absolutely. I'll share my, my main website, which is finish line, the number four, life.com. I also, which is really lovely, on Yelp, I come up as the top hypnotherapist in Vancouver, which is so nice to see. Uh, grateful for all of those people that placed me there. Um, and, of course, my email, my phone number, everything is on my website. If you look up Julie Turner Hypnotherapist on Facebook or Instagram, you can find my information there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've placed it when, when I go and edit this uh, video version, they're going to see it at the bottom of the, um, of the picture, if you will, of the video. And it's also also on the blog talk page, the page where you accessed, where um, our listeners access this broadcast, you'll see Julie's particulars as well. Um, we, we can do many, many, and hopefully we will do many, many other shows. Uh, Julie, um, addressing people's well-being, addressing people being all or even more than they can be, more than they think they can be. I have a funny feeling I'm onto something for, for a new title for a book or perhaps yourself. Be more than you think you can be as opposed to be all that you can be. And um, again, ah. Ah, <laughs> it is, isn't it? So um, again, my undying gratitude to you for coming on, for taking a few moments to um, to share your wisdom, if you will, your your knowledge. Um, contact Julie. This is for folks out there. Contact Julie. You won't be sorry. If you want to feel better about yourself or your life, book a session with her. And. Um, I, I hope to see and hear from you in the not-too-distant uh, future, Julie. Will you come back? I would love to come back. I'm very grateful to this opportunity. Thank you so much, Dr. Michael. Thank you so much as well. Julie Turner, everybody, thank you. Thanks again. And we will be back. Now in its 11th season, listen and watch Fridays to my podcast and webcast on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Speaker Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Anchor FM, and YouTube. Uh, very briefly, I want to share with um, with our public um, who you are, what you do. I thought I was supposed to be mysterious. I'm sorry, time's up. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you said fun, fun and exciting. It's, uh... Uh... Once you puncture the balloon, it's done. Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> which is a whole other thing. Uh, and I see a lady out there singing already. Oh, you are goodness. a master hypnotherapist. I only know that because I've written it on the cue card. Um, mm -hmm. No, we've known each other for quite a long a time. A long time. And you did remind me, um, before we went to air, that you're a master hypnotherapist, a coach, a trainer. Many more things you've added to your credentials since last I Since the you. first episode. Yes, yeah. indeed. So you imagine that over 10 seasons. No, yeah. no. But I still don't do children's parties. You don't do the balloon animals anymore? I don't do balloon animals. Oh, yikes. I so enjoyed the balloon animals. Because they were very esoteric. You know, it's sort of like when you look up at the sky and you see mm. clouds and, and you pick out animals in clouds or various other shapes and forms. So would those balloon animals be. There is a hypnosis for balloons. And it's to do with uh, imagining and stimulating the active imagination that your arm is being levitated by a balloon. 
but I haven't done that in a very long time. I'm familiar with that. That's great fun. And it's, what you, yeah. it's, it's borderline therapeutic as well as entertainment, and well, I it, love that. Well, it is, but it all depends what you're doing with people. If somebody's saying, Adam, you know what, please help me get better from cancer or HIV or MS, multiple system atrophy or something that was life-threatening, getting them to imagine their arm lifting up with a balloon probably isn't going to be the hypnosis that they're really interested in. So it's horses for courses. Yes, yes. And, and one of the things, I'm, I'm going to kind of slide through that. One of the things I Good admire... Good segue. Hmm? Good segue. Oh, sure. One of the ways... <laughs> why not, if we're going to do segues. One of the things I admire about your work mm -hmm. is you carefully select. Like, he doesn't do all his therapies um, the same way for everybody. They're tailor-made, of course, to the individual. Which um, which sounds like a suit. So, in other words, you sew a particular suit, uh, male or female, that the person can fit into and wear and use probably for the rest of their life. Well, it is. It's a good metaphor. And using my improv skills. <laughs> yes, and it's more that the hypnosis is the problem. Whatever the problem is, whether it's cancer, whether it's uh, prosperity issues, whether it's manifestation, relationships. I do a lot of counseling near relationships, um, largely because my life has been a disaster in relationships and I've gone to the books and done courses to find out why it hasn't been going well. That's my personal view. Well, being a mass murderer is not a solution to fixing a relationship. So they say. You just kill me. Not yet. Hang on. It's season, uh, what's season 10? 10. Season 10. We'll let the audience decide. Right. We'll have a phone in. <laughs> oh, I see. Look at that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the point is that the, the, the problem is the hypnosis. And so whilst most hypnosis and NLP training is very keen to talk about the metaphors, you know, that you can craft with elegant language patterns and everything else, the reality is that you're already competent at creating a metaphor now and you call it your life. So my job is to help you unpick the metaphor you've created and return back to the true essential you in such a way that you can access your full suite of divine resources, if you will, rather than being hamstrung by a poorly fitting suit. Very good. Yeah, Very good. Yeah, I see what you did there. I see what I did there. I did. Yeah. It was a thing. That, it still is a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. That's very, very exciting. Uh, I've actually seen you in action uh, at a few get-togethers. Uh, enough of that, but let's stick to the hypnosis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this, this was a general audience show. Uh, and now we've gone to probably X or whatever. Uh, the audience has a sense but, of humor. Uh, That's another thing, by the way. You're not going to get to a decent self-healing or a transformation without using humor. Oh, absolutely. Nobody talks about this in hypnosis school. Nobody talks about this in NLP. Well, very few people talk about this in NLP school. You gotta laugh. You've got to laugh. Laughter is the best medicine. And if you can be in a traumatic environment, uh, personally, I have multiple sclerosis and a complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I like to laugh. I don't like to take myself too seriously. And I like to laugh in the face of the problem because that returns power to me. Absolutely. Rather than, you know, taking the victim position. Of, oh my God, it's, it's coming for me. It doesn't help. So you've got to be able to laugh. So in as much as Mike, we've known each other forever, so we're always, we've got the banter, the show banter, if you will. And by forever, he means that literally and throughout lifetimes as well. Yeah, what's well, the downside of being a yeah, past life yeah. immersion therapist is you know how long people have been <laughs> stalking you. 
Easy. So hey, Liz, it's your show. <laughs> it was. It's your show. <laughs> it's your show. But the point is that uh, if you want to affect transformation, if you want to affect self-healing at a deeper level, you got to find a way to laugh at things. And it's not that you don't, don't take it seriously. I take my work very seriously. I'm constantly training, developing. But you got to be able to laugh at things. And uh, that's my nugget. I, I agree absolutely, um, as you've probably experienced as well. In the past, uh, when I had many new clients sizing me up and me sizing them up, and, and that's a whole other thing as well, just because a potential client comes to a therapist doesn't necessarily mean we need to see them or we must see them. We have to assess them and actually train them to be able to assess us and see if we're a perfect fit or not. But that's a whole other thing, I digress. Um, with but yes and no, but at the same time, you're, what you're talking about is the alchemy of client. Mm -hmm therapist coach interaction yes. and this is critically important anybody who wants to talk to me about hypnotherapy i tell them flat out i'm not cheap if you can get what you need somewhere else and cheaply go to it no harm no foul but i charge what i charge because i'm worth it that doesn't mean that i'm the right coach or therapist exactly. for anybody particularly exactly. so my clients and the people i wind up working with there is a process of alchemy where we are taking two energy fields, if you will, and bringing them together in such a way that each is transformed and enhanced by the other in a productive way. And I'm sure you all have had experiences where your energy field is met with a different energy field and the chemistry was not good. So we're looking to avoid that. And especially as a coach or a therapist, we're going to be privy to intimate secrets. We're going to be privy to, to uh, things that would turn most, hair, most people's hair white. And so it's very important that people feel comfortable that they've got the right person. And sometimes that's not me. It doesn't mean I'm sure. not right. It means I'm not right for them. Exactly. And in some other cases, you know, exactly. there are people that are much better suited to working with Mike. And that's exactly as it should be. But it's about an alchemy. I'd like to get back uh, briefly to humor. And um, in what the was past... That was my joke. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm done. Look at the time. In the past, I've separated my careers. Some of you may know me um, as Magic Mike Likey. I had a TV show for nine years. And, and years later, I'm doing this. I'm a doctor of theocentric psychology and clinical hypnotherapist as well. and just have all these various modalities that I've been putting into practice actually more than 20 years now, mm -hmm. now that I think about it. And I couldn't quite combine. Like There was this very distinct separation. And I'm excited by the fact that you were talking about humor just a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago, actually, in that you got to lighten up. Because once you're, and, and you're going to disagree with what I'm about to say, but hear me out first. Once you heal, once a person heals, really, there's just the one healing, that's it, that's what happens. Once they begin healing, they begin to actually lighten up. They begin to look at life a little bit differently. They begin to see humor, if you will, in certain situations. And they look at themselves, perhaps, in a humorous way, where before, perhaps, they were very, very serious about themselves and or self-critical or critical of others. Um, the list goes on and on. So that's why I, I really, really am excited by the fact that you brought up humor. And that was sort of my 
my key, my way for me to find out that I had um, done a lot of my healing work on myself after I um, moved to West Coast, went through a lot of things as well. But in the end, I came back full circle to who I am, but hopefully better. And that's where we, I, I hope you agree with me, that's where we as therapists would like to see you. Um, healed, happy, um, feeling uh, not bogged down by life, not feeling stressed. Yeah. Because life in, in this physical illusionary reality is full of stress. Can I take the opportunity to challenge your audience? Sure. Would you mind? You don't know who you are. You have put on so many masks over such a long time that you've forgotten who you really are. And what happens is that the trance states, which is what masks are, active, conscious, self-aware trance states that govern your reality whilst the real you sleeps. The real you is like a sleeping giant. My job is to help you uncover that and wake up the sleeping giant and allow the trance states that have been governing your life, the masks, if you like, to integrate in such a way that you can take the learning from the experiences without being hostage to these unconscious values, beliefs, rule sets. And so, yes, laughing, but at the same time, it's a very serious business. And I see this all the time. People are profoundly miserable without the courage to look at why. They're trapped by family systems. They're trapped by jobs. They're trapped by careers. They're in ugh, often terrible relationships, destructive, abusive, but sometimes violent relationships. They have alcohol problems. They have drug problems. They're medicating with food. They're morbidly obese because they're miserable. And the truth is you can't be healthy and miserable. Now, that doesn't mean you should be singing and dancing like a carpenter's uh, video. I'll show my age now. <laughs> um, but the reality is you are entitled to be comfortable in your own skin and to be at peace with yourself and the world around you. And if you can get to that with humor, then you're putting your mind, body, spirit connection in a much better place to heal than if you're settling. I see this all the time, people settling for less. They go, oh, well, I should be with this guy for the kids and I should be with that girl because, you know, I'm just too lazy to make the change. And then they get sick on one level or another, which right. briefly I want to touch on with you. I want right. to touch on two things before we um, uh, leave this segment. Is the mind-body-spirit connection. How we can't have a single conscious or unconscious thought with it uh, not affecting our bodies um, or, or emotions, etc. And also, I want to dispel with you or have you, please, uh, many people out there are not familiar with hypnotherapy, or they think they are. And there's a lot of cliches, there's a lot of mm. um, uh, superstitions around hypnotherapy. So let's, let's address those things. Well, the, if you want to pass an exam in hypnosis and hypnotherapy, you would have to say that hypnosis is the bypass of the critical factor of the conscious mind and the establishment of acceptable selective thinking. That may sound like gobbledygook to you. Why don't we look at it a different way? You're constantly entranced by yourself, by your values, by your beliefs, by your experiences. You absorb those as if they're true. And absorbing them, you then play roles within that psychodrama. When you're playing those roles within the psychodrama, there are rules attached to those roles. You can't just, I'm sure many of you would like to, but you can't just walk in and say to your boss, I really can't stand you, your cologne sucks, your tie is awful, you smell bad. 
and I really can't stand this job. I'm only here for the money. Now, that may be true. I'm not saying it is, but it may be true for you. But you can't say it because that's not the rule. That's not the rule in which you play. And so you're hostage to these things. And some of them, in fact, for most people, they're not conscious of that. I'm a dad, single dad, and there are rules in the parenting game that you don't find out until you're actually a parent. And then suddenly it's like, well, I can't do that, and I can't do this, and I want to do this, but then I have to check in with my ex, and that's its own thing. And there are rules about divorce and things you can't say and things you can't do. And before too long, you're, you're caged. And you're caged by what looks like reality. And along the way, you forget who you are. And so the real purpose of hypnosis is not to zonk you into a relaxing trance. The purpose of hypnosis is to wake you up. People that work with me elevate their consciousness. And I'm all about higher consciousness. I believe that mankind is on the brink of either falling flat on its face and going backwards, or for some of us evolving to the next level. From Homo erectus, we went to Homo sapiens. And you may know this, so I apologize if I'm speaking to you, but the next evolution of man is Homo spiritus. Expand your consciousness and awareness with Dr. Michael's more than 40 paperback books of a self-help, mystical, new thought, and metaphysical nature available from Amazon. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Peace and richest blessings. <laughs>